1: Hey there, everybody. How you doing? Ed Larson here from the brighter side. And I want to tell you about this crazy event I got going on. It's called the Great Mugshot Roast, and it's all presented by Last Podcast Network. And it's going to be on the Last Podcast Network Twitch channel. The whole thing is a benefit
4: for the Last Prisoner Project, which is a great organization that gets people out of jail on marijuana charges. Of course, it's a no-brainer. So let's raise some money and roast some mugshots of volunteers only. Uh, I can't wait for this. We'll see you guys on September twelfth.
1: Let the word go forth.
4: Fool me once. Are you
1: fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go?
4: Shame on, shame on you. (laughs) It's
1: Abe Lincoln's top hat, hosted by Ben Kissel.
4: boom we can't get fooled again
1: hey what's up everyone how you doing ben kissel here hanging out with travis Irvine. hello Ben. what's up travis and fernando how you
2: doing fernando i'm doing good ben hello ben
1: how are you we have a bunch of stuff to get to today we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in afghanistan have you heard about it (laughs) lindsey graham is super sad he can't watch his favorite show on television he's been loving it for 20 years it's called war Lindsey Graham is devastated they're canceling it. It's one of his favorite things to do is watch other people die. So we'll talk a little bit as uh, we continue the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, how's it looking? How's it going? Uh, it's never going to be as simple or as clean as we would like it to be. But we will discuss what's going on as far as the military goods left behind. Perhaps uh, to be in the hands of some unsavory characters. And we'll also talk a little bit more about what's going on in New York State. Evidently, the nursing home scandal, the entire state scandal when it comes mm-hmm. to the amount of deaths because of COVID, apparently the Cuomo administration lowballed the number Ooh. just a scotch by 12,000. So it looks roughly to be 55,000 or so people Dead from COVID, of course, with zero help uh, given to them by the award-winning former governor, Cuomo. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about the mean girls of the Republican Party, <laughs> a.k.a. Roger Stone, Mike Lindell, and people who run the website, social media site, dare I say, Gitter. Gitter. G E T T R. I love watching the demented Charles Manson angels. If Charles, if Charlie's angels were literally led by Charles Manson, that's what these three people are like. So, right now, Roger Stone is extremely upset with the people at Gitter because he was banned. But then the dude who runs Gitter, he looks like he just sat. Oh, I don't even, it looks like he he has the facial hair of someone who says, oh, I shouldn't be at the playground, but someone,
2: something always brings me back. Then he has a goatee and I have a goatee. <laughs> yeah, what is, but it's what different. What does this mean? <laughs> it's
1: different. You don't have that kind of goatee. He has the goatee that just says, this is great because every time I shave, I cut myself just to know I can still bleed. Like he's a <laughs> psychopath. His name is Jason Miller. He's a close Trump ally. Roger Stone and Trump, I don't know what their relationship is. (laughs) It is very bizarre. All I know is if they were a human centipede, Donald Trump is on top. He is the first one. He is yelling and he is talking. And Roger Stone is the one in the middle, as he always has been, consuming shit and feeding the storyline to his victims, a.k.a. the third person in the human centipede. Gitter has said they apologize to Roger Stone. Mm-hmm. They say it was a mistake. We didn't mean to censor you. But Roger, Travis, you know him well. He's not going to take this line down.
4: Oh, no. If anything, he's going to go up in the court steps, and he's going to do the old Nixon with a raw, and then he'll show everyone his tattoo because he has a literally a Nixon tattoo on his back.
1: He has a Nixon tattoo on his back. Again, that is something nice. It's a good, dare I say, target for anyone that's behind him. Because, of course, Roger Stone likes to play funny games. So Stone is upset with Gitter, but now Stone is also defending Mike Lindell because Mike Lindell, of course, the MyPillow dude, Stone says he's been backstabbed by Steve Bannon. It's a who's who of who's fat. Isn't this exciting, Travis? So what's going on? Can we get any information on what is going on with the fall of Trump's more flamboyant mouthpieces, perhaps we could call them, what is happening is there only room for one in Trump's heart, and are all three of these dudes fighting the plaque so they can get to the center of the dark heart of Donnie.
4: I mean, this this posturing has been happening for years and years. Ben, I remember. I think the first time I heard Roger yelling on the cell phone, he was upset with <laughs> Corey Lewandowski. If you remember that, of course, from the beginning of the Trump campaign. And then when Steve Bannon came along, it's always kind of a a rearranging uh, the the uh, the seats, the chairs on the deck of the Titanic. You know what I mean? It really is just kind of a a rearranging of the chairs. And at the end of the day, the thing's still going to go down into the water. People, the ones that
1: want Trump's attention, I don't know. If you're a father, kiss your babies. Tell them you love them. (laughs) So at no point in their life are they so desperate for affection and love, attention, so that they have to suck up to a man like Donald. This is what... Roger Stone had to say. He says, I think Mike Lindell has done great work. I don't know what, because not even the pillows are good. (laughs) Oh no! Uh, He told that to a dude named Jeffrey Peterson. Jeffrey Peterson is a host who goes by the alias The Matrix Matrix. with two X's. (laughs) He took the blue pill or the red pill. I forget what what pill are we supposed to take? I think the red one. I want the purple one. Oh, that'll be fun. (laughs) He goes on to say, again, Roger Stone speaking to The Matrix, who sounds like someone who steps on billionaire's balls for money. He says, I think he's been disserved by some of the people working for him, but he's got a heart of gold. He's a patriot. His instinct is absolutely correct. He has produced enormous evidence of irregularities in the election. Again, he has not. However, he, he has been able to do... Some pretty good grandstanding. That documentary, he could be the next Tosh. He stands in front of that green screen for a solid 90 minutes. And Travis,
4: he does talk. All of these guys love to talk. I mean, there's a reason why they got to throw gag orders at these guys or just, you know, make the guy eat his own pillow at some point.
1: Oh, (laughs) so Stone continued. He says regarding my pillow, he says, but the left excoriates him because he has the courage to speak the (laughs) truth. He goes on, and again, he's speaking to The Matrix. He goes on, and then making it even worse, you have people who are at least allegedly on our side, like Steve Bannon, stabbing him in the back, questioning his public credibility. Wow, I love watching the (laughs) waning years of the Trump sitcom.
2: So, this is all related to Roger Stone because he thinks that he got banned from Gitter for what he said about Steve Bannon. (laughs) But right, but right. so I've been researching why he actually got banned it's so from Gitter. Stupid. So among all the Sonic, the Hedgehog furry porn, and all the ISIS propaganda, there's a Ooh, lot. Is there's Sonic porn? Uh, that's all. That's all Gitter is apparently. <laughs> um, um, that, a lo- I guess there's a lot of fake Roger Stone accounts. Oh. So Gitter was trying to do their due diligence and ban all the fake accounts, but they also happen to get the real one too. And okay, <laughs>
1: so, there you go. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Gitter. For leaving the hedgehog porn and all the ISIS propaganda, but getting rid of all those fake Roger Stones, as we learned from the movie Multiplicity, Multiplicity, did I just get hammered? As we learned from the movie Multiplicity, (laughs) they only get dumber the more that you recreate them. And Roger Stone, he's good at being dumb just himself. You don't need to have no fake stones out there. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on to something slightly more serious. When it comes to the January 6th uh, riots, mm-hmm. we've been talking about that. Of course, there is a commission. They're investigating what can, what happened. Who, who could have let this occur? Apparently, Donald is very upset because they're demanding phone records. They want emails. They got about uh, half of his staff or so. Many Republicans and many Trump Republicans are currently under the gun by uh, people who are investigating what led to the January 6th attacks. But it's not just Democrats, and of course, there are many Republicans in this as well who want to figure out what the heck actually happened, even though we saw it play out in front of our eyes. Again, watch the New York Times documentary. It's 40 minutes. It's all shot via the, the cameras of those who were there, apparently filming it like they were doing something great as they were committing assault after assault and injuring people who were just trying to do their freaking jobs and get back to their families at night. So it's not just political entities that are going after Donald Trump or Trumpers or the right-wing psychopaths, like what is the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, these psychopaths. It is Capitol police officers who are now currently suing Donald Trump and right-wing groups, which didn't have this on my 2021 bingo card. What a strange juxtaposition as we see Uh, back the blue, we see the people who are encouraging violence at the hands of law enforcement in many ways when it comes to what we saw in Minneapolis. Now, all of a sudden, why would you back the blue? I hear they're a bunch of cucks, and dare I say they're Antifa. What a strange world we live in now, where somehow Trumpism, in this cobbled-up, bizarre, political milieu that it created, has now gone full circle. The don't tread on me snake is eating itself. As now we see Trumpers actively screaming about police and law enforcement, despite the fact in this case, the people attacking the Capitol were completely wrong and the cops were completely overwhelmed.
4: I am all in favor, Ben, of getting as many phone records as possible. As we know, so many Republican congressmen uh, could have been in touch from the inside of the uh, the hall Capitol talking to President Donald Trump. Of course, he was still president at that time. If you want to take a look at a Republican congressman uh, who looks very guilty when they ask him, did you talk to the president on January 6th? Look no further than the clip of Representative Jim Jordan from the home Mm -hmm. state, uh, my home state, Ohio. He turns into a... Like, like a, a teenager who just got in trouble for smoking cigarettes. He said, well, oh, uh, January 6th? Uh, uh, no, uh, in the morning? Uh, maybe after? Uh, I don't
1: know. D- Jim, Jim, you smell like an ashtray, Jim. Sit down. Uh, you're going to uh, smoke uh, this entire carton in front of me, okay? Because we need to get you off of these dang cigarettes. And I suppose the equivalent would be, you're going to go into the tanning booth for 10 hours, Jim. Until you tell us, what did you talk to Donnie about? So when it comes to who is suing the Trump administration and those that were there on January 6th, there are seven plaintiffs, five of whom are black. The black plaintiffs say that they dealt with uh, a lot of racism. As you can imagine, uh, the people storming the Capitol probably didn't. uh, They were too cool to be politically correct. Mm. And dare I say, (laughs) they go there. So I'm sure they went there on these people who, again, were just trying to get through the day to maybe go have a beer at Comet Pizza. This is according to Damon Hewitt. He is the president of the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. He says, as this lawsuit makes clear, the January 6th insurrection was not just an attack on individuals, but an attack on democracy itself. He goes on to say it was a blatant attempt to stifle the votes and voices of millions of Americans, particularly Mm -hmm. black voters. Uh, They talk about how the uh, men faced uh, intimidation and threats. And, of course, the rhetoric has continued. As we're seeing with the officer who shot uh, Ashley Babbitt, of course, that was the woman. She was breaking down the door. Everyone saw the footage. And uh, it is what it is. I mean, those things happen, uh, again, when you're storming the Capitol, attempting to overthrow a free and fair election, at the very least, the best as we could do it. They're about to announce the name of this officer, and that is going to lead to potential death For this man, who, again, was just trying to do his job, much like uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, Ashley Babbitt has become sort of a martyr, even though, of course, Kyle Rittenhouse is uh, very much alive, unlike the two people that he killed, but a political martyr to some degree, of course, even being uh, incarcerated and facing trial for those two deaths, Ashley Babbitt has now sort of become lionized and seen as a borderline folk hero uh, to some people in the Trump sphere and it's just an interesting turn of events when it comes to the complete and utter reversal of respecting law enforcement respecting what they do and then of course as soon as uh, as soon as law enforcement does their job in attempts to stop a coup they say no that is not what you're supposed to do. How dare you? Everyone knows law enforcement is only supposed to be there so Donald Trump can go have a photo op mm. free and safely outside of a church he doesn't go to. It is just one of those fascinating political uh, situations that, uh, you know, this is why politics are endlessly exciting, heartbreaking, infuriating, aggravating, and dare I say, Watch sports every now and again to give yourself a break, or the theater. But don't, what do you think, Trev?
4: Well, I mean, it is interesting. One of the first things I when I texted Roger Stone uh, after January sixth, he he got back, and of course they were maintaining this whole line of that it was Antifa and the deep state that (laughs) hijacked the Trump rally. No. I always love your idea, Ben, that if if Trump had just sent them to a Ted Nugent concert, they would have still gone and they would have had a way better time. But instead, according to Stone, a lot of these hardliners... It was a perfectly peaceful rally until they got <laughs> to the Capitol. At that point, that's when Antifa and the deep state took over. Oh, my God.
2: That's really the rhetoric that uh, Trump and everyone keeps Is that saying. on Gitter? Ugh, no, because uh, it, it, uh, there was a Fox News interview in July where Trump said, uh, who shot Ashley Babbitt? Why are they keeping that a secret? Who was the person that shot an innocent, wonderful, incredible woman, a military woman? Because she was an Air Force. Sure.
1: Yeah, but it's fine. So was Rambo. I don't know what do you want me to do. Uh, the suit alleges again, this is the lawsuit from these seven officers. Uh, the suit alleges that Trump and other defendants violated both state law and provisions of the Ku Klux Klan Act uh, in 1871. Federal statute that makes it illegal to use force or threats to prevent federal officers from. From carrying out those official duties. It isn't it strange. In the year 2021, uh, a credible lawsuit is filed uh, because somebody broke the 1871 law for the KKK Act. The 71-page complaint. Contains firsthand accounts of the plaintiffs, including from Governor Latson, a black officer and 35-year veteran of the Capitol Police Force. This is what Latson had to say. He sustained a bunch of injuries. This is what he had to say. He says from being physically struck by attackers as well as from being sprayed with noxious pepper spray, bear spray, fire extinguishers, and other pollutants. Uh, He is extremely injured uh, as Officer Latson attempted to secure the third floor doors at the Senate Chamber with other officers. A crowd of attackers attempted to enter through the doors. One attacker shoved Latson, rather, during this uh, altercation. Uh, He says, uh, attackers, this is a quote, attackers then breached the Senate Chamber, physically assaulted Officer Latson and hurled racial slurs at him, including, believe it or not, The N-word. I know it's shocking, but again, go watch the footage for yourself. And this is still, we're still, you know, we haven't harped on it too much. It's worth harping on, though. Uh, Once we figure out everything that's gone on, we'll definitely keep you up to date. But this lawsuit, I think this is a credible lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, again, I don't even think it should just be, you know, Trump or uh, these right-wing groups, obviously, the, uh, the accelerant to the hostile horribly flammable crowd that it was is donald trump Mm -hmm. but nonetheless we also have to remember why weren't there more police officers there why isn't the police union being held accountable because if you're in charge and you're sending your officers out you have a duty to make sure at the very least there's enough of them to keep them safe and again this is totally different than the protests we saw in minneapolis the protests we saw even in like ferguson for example this is totally different. This is an aggressive group of people trying to go storm the Capitol of the United States as they're trying to validate a vote that we all recently just took. It is completely and utterly different uh, than protesting um, because uh, Derek Chauvin knelt on a man's neck for 10 minutes, causing him to die. I just don't see any righteous mm-hmm. indignation from this crowd other than the fact that the Roger Stones of the world, the Mike Lindell's of the world, gave them a good night's sleep before perhaps brainwashed them to the point where they really thought they were doing something good or many of them know exactly what they were up to and realized it was all dog shit, but Hey, screw it. They wanted to go cause some violence anyway, have a little fun with it.
2: I think it's important to note that Roger Stone is also named in this lawsuit along with Trump, Mm -hmm. which is great to me. And, um, you know what, what? What you touched on just now, Ben. It's when you watch that New York Post, uh, the movie about it. You know the breakdown. The New of, York Times one, right? yeah. New York Times. Um, I'd
1: go with the New York Post one too. <laughs> probably have a better soundtrack and maybe a more favorable view.
2: But it, and more fun puns.
1: Yeah, more puns. Better oh,
2: Chiron's Just better production. Of course. I mean, that's the post for you. It, the thing about it is, I really did a 180 after watching it. It completely changed my view it's as, so to, bad. Uh, yeah, as to yeah. After I did
1: too. I because yeah. it's hard to know you hear all the different mm-hmm, stuff and mm-hmm. I always kind of take in both. And then i try to usually figure out some kind of viewpoint that usually is relatively based in reality. But when you see the footage, right. it's like, holy shit. Okay. That was much worse than previously described.
2: They're begging for backup. Like repeatedly, yes. everyone, they're constantly begging for backup. They're saying our lives are in danger. It is like when you, it's you know, scary, bro. Yeah. It was Uh, they, it was the, I would truly be afraid for my life. And they. I understand why they're suing, because those police officers doing their job were truly afraid for their life and for a ridiculous reason. Absolutely.
4: Right. And, of course, don't forget that the Washington, D.C. National Guard was uh, delayed uh, in getting called in as well, which was uh, another thing I need to look into why that happened. Exactly. But, again, there's probably a direct line to the fact that uh, Trump had literally, you know, had the Secretary of Defense resigned just a few weeks before. So he had some interim guy in there who wasn't getting the National Guard out in time.
1: Right. And of course, the only thing that made the National Guard call worse because it got so out of hand, because they weren't called earlier, now the National Guard is armed. Mm. Isn't that nice? Mm. So don't worry (laughs) about it. The the solutions are always more hammers. And it's like, we have to build stuff. We also need, like, I don't know, glue? Glue? Something that isn't (laughs) only destructive. Like, I know what to do. Give them more guns for the National Guard. Civilians who can now kill their neighbors. All right. Not to diss on the National Guard. I actually love the National Guard. I think they do a lot of grid work. Mm -hmm. But again, more arming of local authorities, statewide authorities, or federal authorities. Uh, I just don't know. I actually do know. It's not a great idea
0: today
1: all right let's move on briefly here let's talk a little bit about what's going on here in california we got the uh, mm. the recall election is happening quite interesting stuff indeed i've had some good debates and good conversations as i said i am going no on that for five reasons that i bullet pointed uh, two episodes ago so go back and listen to that but yeah, governor newsom's got an interesting strategy It seems like that stimulus check that everyone really could have used like a long time ago is finally going to come in the mail, in the wall, and hopefully end up in the wallets of the people of California who deserve it as they were forced out of their jobs over the past 16 months or so. But that stimulus check will be coming in September right around the time of the recall which, of course, if oh if, uh, if we were new here, we'd say, oh, what a coincidence. But it's just <laughs> we're not stupid. I mean, of course, it's it's on purpose and whatever. I mean, it is what it is. It's just really sad. Mm-hmm. And it's another reason why when people hear politics, they get infuriated because they could have used that money a long time ago for baby seats, baby food. Who knows what the hell people need? Do any gas pumps work in this country? Mm-hmm. Dare I say gas prices? But now the stimulus check will be coming just as you go to the polls to vote yay or nay when it comes to the recall.
2: Uh, you know, I really think uh, everything you're talking about, the timing, I uh, when I messaged you guys about this yesterday in our group chat, I was like, how, how, co- what a coincidence that the stimmy hits my check, my pocket, the day the ballot hits my mailbox, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, That's this just was,
0: good politics.
2: Because this was approved back in July. I and, know. and so the system was already in place from the first stimulus. So it's not like literally they could have just pressed, a, I'm not, I mean, I'm being facetious here, but pressed the button and the checks would have come. Yeah. why did you have to wait the two months? You know? <laughs> he, wanted
4: to, he wanted to see if those recall ballots were going to go out at all. And it oh. is very, very convenient. I got to say, you get your, your recall ballot and you yeah. look at it and you're like, mm, I don't know what this is. And then you look at that check that has Gavin Newsom's name on it. And then you're also getting a signed headshot from Gavin Newsom. <laughs> you know what? I think he's going to be just fine.
1: Oh, I think, uh, yeah, Will we be just fine. That's the other question. Also, an interesting uh, strategy by Newsom, not just giving the stimulus check out at that specific time. He's also been reaching out to a lot of Hollywood celebrities. And do you know who he's talking to because he's so cool? Snoop Dogg. Ooh. Yes. Gavin Newsom said, Snoop, Snoop Dogg, Mr. Mr. Snoop Dogg, I love your song. Uh, I love your song. Does he have more than one song? I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> one example, apparently, Newsom Aids reached out to Snoop Dogg uh, urging the rapper to tweet to his 19.2 million followers of his disapproval of Republican radio talk show host Larry Elder. Uh, because you see, Snoop Dogg is black mm. and Larry Elder is black. So you not connecting the dots, guys. <laughs> Naturally, everyone is just going to follow <laughs> Snoop Dogg. It makes all the sense in the world because that's just how, that's what politicians think of people. They think they are so stupid. Well, they'll be like, oh, Snoop. Oh, okay. He doesn't like Larry Elder. And they're both African-American. So, therefore, I think that Snoop is onto something here. It's like when people were like, Cardi B, she should be in the Senate. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if that's really true.
2: My issue. Not
1: that I don't like Cardi. I'm not uh, gonna say yeah, it. I love I love
2: Snoop Dogg too.
1: I but love my, Snoop. Of I, but course. my
2: issue here is that if you've watched uh, Snoop Dogg on Twitch for the past like week, he's muted himself and doesn't realize it, Ben. So Snoop Dogg has been oh, doing no. muted Twitch streams. So do I? Tr- oh, <laughs> do I love Snoop. <laughs> yeah. So, but I love him for that. Do I love him for politics? I don't mm. even. It's not even. It's just so
4: corny. Pokemon go to the polls. I hope they do a robo call where Snoop's just muted. So you just get a phone call. It's just <laughs> guy smoking a blunt.
1: Oh my God. Snoop. Apparently, according to a source, that's what this article, this is the Hollywood reporter. So according to a source, so source. you know, it's reliable. <laughs> uh, apparently he has agreed, but he's just waiting for the right moment. So we are all at bated breath <laughs> waiting for Snoop's tweet when it comes to supporting Gavin Newsom oh, in the recall. Oh my God. Apparently, they also reached out to John Legend. Now, John Legend, Mm. I think he's married to someone, Chrissy Uh, Teigen. Yes. But of course, she's she's quite popular on Twitter. But then they yelled at her as well. I forget why. She's Um, mean, Ben. Is she She, she, mean? She's a supermodel. Yeah. I would never want to meet a nice supermodel. It doesn't make any sense. If you're a supermodel, by definition, you need to be mean. You're superior.
2: You're a supermodel. <laughs> okay. hmm. Yeah. What, gonna, am I, I insane? I'm a. I'm gonna agree to disagree <laughs> on this. What?
1: <laughs> it's, it, people are <laughs> surprised <laughs> that Jess, Chrissy Teigen is. She's married to John Legend. She's a supermodel. They I have. I, they're mean. Th-
2: this is the issue with Gavin Newsom reaching out to these kind of people. With <sighs> me, you know, because because well, where is the? Uh, I don't I'm know. Just I'm just not I surprised.
1: Know. I just don't understand how we live in a world where people are surprised a supermodel is mean. Because I always right. I yeah. just assume
4: that they are. I'm only surprised because John Legend is a Springfield, Ohio native, and he is reportedly very, very nice.
1: Well, ying and yang, perhaps. This is what John Legend uh. tweeted. Don't DeSantis our California. <laughs> <laughs> Law, <laughs> Raffle reject the ridiculous recall. Vote no and return your ballot by 914.
4: I bet you, John Legend really wrote that himself.
1: So. Oh, I'm sure he did. Don't Desantis, our <laughs> California didn't have that in my yeah. 2021 bingo card. <laughs> well, no. Jesus, Herbert, Christ. Uh, also, don't worry, comedian George Lopez is also on the case. Um, so Woo. he's gonna he's gonna be there. This is according to a political consultant, Nathan Ballard. This is what he has to say. He says, it's all about reaching the lower propensity voters. Mm-hmm. And that group is largely made up of younger people. Yeah. He goes on to say, the governor is a celebrity in his own right. But the connective tissue between this administration and the entertainment industry couldn't be greater. And we're going to need their help. Mm-hmm. I'm so yeah.
2: mad. Younger people? I, I'm not going to
1: read this article the day I vote, honestly, because <laughs> yeah, it just yeah, pisses please. me off. It is what it is. I mean, it's just politics. Everyone right. does it. It is just... I hate when people like Nathan Ballard talk about low propensity voters and the way that they do it, it is so demeaning Uh. and it's just like, oh, I know what to do. We'll get Snoop.
2: We'll get the brown guy who makes the
1: jokes, Ben. That's great, and he's funny, and he does the rap. And then we'll get the Latino, because everyone loves George Lopez. And the next thing Uh we're going to do is get that bumblebee from Mexico. He can't vote, though.
2: El Chespirito, I love that you brought that up. Thank you, Ben. It's just
1: so basic and generic with zero understanding of how human beings work, with zero understanding like people are autonomous, and people – well, I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. Mm-mm. Fernando, I'm you're being- Hispanic. You find out George Lopez tweets. Do you have any yeah. friend who is going to be like, <laughs> I was on the fence, but now George Lopez <laughs> tweeted about it? Do you have any friend?
4: That's exactly. Even just one. Because th- if th- it's,
1: th- if there is even one, then I will say, good work, George.
2: I, uh, I cannot. <laughs> That's the thing. Even, you know, he said young. Who watches George Lopez show? No one. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. you're young.
1: You don't even listen to Snoop Dogg. I mentioned him to my buddy who works in the music industry, but he's like the kids. They don't give a shit, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. Anything from the yeah. '90s, they don't give a fuck. They look at him like they're just old dudes. Snoop Dogg is in the George Foreman selling uh, the grill phase of With his Martha. life, where nobody remembers like <laughs> Snoop was like legitimate dude. Like he and I love him, and I'm so happy yes. that he's yes. safe and all that stuff. Um, But it is, he's cute now. Like back when I was growing up, there was still like a danger. All of that's gone. So like the idea that they're going to get to younger people by having George Lopez and Snoop Dogg (laughs) tweet at some point about the election. Is just completely insane.
2: It bothers me that I'm being pandered to, and not just like exactly. like quietly, like openly. Like, oh, you love
4: Snoop Dogg? Come in, look what Snoop Dogg <laughs> wants you to do. It's like, come <laughs> on, dude. What about like Cheech Marin? What if I got Cheech Marin and so... and Tommy Chong?
1: Now you're kind of talking my language, but Tommy Chong does not like, I don't believe, uh, I don't actually know, I can't speak for him, but I know that he has a lot of discrepancies with the state on account of
2: the incarceration. You guys, we're kind of dating ourselves. We're going with a bunch of old people. I'm 40 years old. We have to go with uh, Zendaya, Olivia Rodrigo, like, you know, Tom Holland. We we have to go with young people. We're going too old here. Well, thank you you so much. Well, you
4: should tell Gavin Newsom's campaign that too.
1: (laughs) Zendaya. I never, yeah. I've never, i never seen a picture of her. Henry mentioned her name, and that's the only reason I know it. So Newsom has also been tapping some uh, Hollywood mega donors to raise money uh, to fight the recall and prepare, of course, for his re-election in 2022, which uh, that'll be an exciting time as well. That's one of my bullet points as to why the recall does not need to exist. In August, uh, he reached out to a uh, – he, he had a Zoom event that was hosted by industry notables Jeffrey Katzenberg, Casey Wasserman – Oh, interesting last name Wasserman. Uh, perhaps uh, related to the congresswoman, maybe um, Andrew Hopton and Van Fletcher, among others. They drew dozens of attendees, including Rob and Michelle Reiner, Alan and Cindy Horn, Byron <laughs> Allen from Comics Unleashed, Janet and Barry Lang, and Sarnoff and Matt Walden. In the event, it raised a million dollars. So there you go. Isn't that money well spent? If you need a million dollars for that event, if you need this much money to beat Larry Elder, you really didn't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's going to get the no, but it's still like a wait, it's way too, you're going against Larry Elder and 45 other people that are uh, not beating Larry Elder. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> Am I insane? No, no. It's when you say it like that and you name all those celebrities that I cannot recall, Ben, it really puts it into perspective.
1: It's just insane. <laughs> anyway, in May, Netflix's Reed Hastings, they set a new bar for donors after he gave $3 million. <sighs> so thank you. Thank you, Reed Hastings, for giving him $3 million freaking dollars there's just so many there's there's so much money there's so much money and there are so many ways that uh the man who controls netflix could have spent that money Mm -hmm. in that case i do wonder if he doesn't mind when people stay at home or are forced to stay at home because of course netflix has a vested interest in human laziness the layers to this ben why would you want to give three million dollars he obviously understands where his bread is being buttered It's almost like it's disgusting. Interesting story here as well out of Torrance, California. California authorities are investigating this dude. They found him passed out in a car. And he had 300 unopened mail-in ballots. Wait a minute. So I don't know what's going on. The man was arrested August 16th after being found in a store parking lot. Again, he was completely passed out. Three? I guess he was maybe tired from stealing 300 ballots I'm doing drugs I <laughs> I don't know so uh sergeant mark pongalak he told KABC tv that the ballots were unopened and they hadn't been tampered with the man was a felon who had drugs a loaded firearm thousands of pieces of mail a scale and multiple california driver's licenses and credit cards in other people's names the oh man's name has not been released but um so maybe i guess I don't think this is too nefarious. I think this guy just stole mail. Yeah. And it so happened that in said mail were 300 ballots.
4: Yeah. He almost reminds me of the uh, the Joel Greenberg character out of yes. Orlando. He's he's California's Joel Greenberg wannabe, but he can't stop passing out.
2: Uh, why wouldn't you like plan it out better? Why did you end I up in a know. parking lot with the 300? I don't know. He, I, I think. The situation. I think it just so happens <laughs> that he had
1: ballots because it seems like he had a lot of other stuff that doesn't belong to him.
2: This man single-handedly is going to save Newsom. <laughs> yeah,
1: or not, or not.
2: Or not. What side do you think he's on, Ben? Do you think he's a pro-Newsom or pro-anti-Newsom?
1: I think he abstains. Oh. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think he's like all good drug doers, including myself in many ways. Um unfortunately I'm too obsessed with politics to not vote but I think he does what he has to do to make sure that the
2: life he lives is going to be fine no matter what. So he was stopping people from voting by taking these ballots. I think he was just stealing mail. I'm know. trying to give him give him reason. No, yeah, the <laughs> more that I
1: looked into it I think he was probably just absolutely hammered and <laughs> just wakes up every morning and he's like why am i surrounded by all this new mail and then he's like oh that's right i want another mail vendor which is very felonious they're, oh, very, they're very bad. extremely strict when it comes to messing with the mailboxes and stealing oh, people's mail all right well let's go to new york just briefly here um so cuomo's gone mm-hmm. we got governor kathy hockle she's back um sounds like a hockey player with no teeth she has released an update on uh On the COVID deaths of the state, it just looks like Cuomo was lowballing everybody Mm -hmm. as he was winning his awards and doing his little TV show and playing grab ass with everyone. Mm. Uh, He says, Cuomo says, there was 43,400 deaths uh, across the state. However, Hockel has added 12,000 people to the state's official COVID-19 death toll. Um, just another example of the misinformation that the people were being fed in New York State and zero media backup to, um, to question anything Cuomo was doing. Uh, maybe Fox News would do something every now and again, but of course, that gets so tainted and in the mud that you know, no one's going to believe it. And then you got Cuomo and Don Lemon and all the other stooges at CNN keeping uh, Andrew Cuomo safe. I mean, hell, they didn't even, they reported this scandal. Oh, my God like 10,000 times less, that's not a scientific thing, than any other scandal they could have reported. I mean, I remember, like, Al Franken, he was on the cover, he was talked about at nauseum for two weeks for a picture, and uh, Cuomo couldn't barely get maybe 45 minutes total on CNN, as, again, he killed 16,000 elderly people, uh, harassed sexually every single person that he worked with, evidently and left his dog (laughs) at the governor's mansion and now we find out he also deflated the numbers of covid deaths to make himself look better because let's never forget that it's never about public safety it's always about public appearance and that's exactly what cuomo was relying on as we had orange dumpy shit in the white house and everyone's like well cuomo Doesn't tan quite as much, so I guess he's the better of two evils. So Cuomo relied on a reporting system that collected data from a laboratory uh, that confirmed deaths at nursing homes, uh, hospitals, and adult care facilities. However, it did not include people who died at home, in state prisons, Mm. or in hospice care. Wow. That's insane. That's like so many people. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's all (laughs) the most vulnerable people. Oh, you know – as far as Hockle's Kathy Hockle goes, I must say, uh, to be positive, she seems like a breath of fresh air. Right? right. I mean, I don't really know too much about her. But at the very least, anything is better than what New Yorkers had to experience, New York State residents had to experience. And so it's good to see somebody in there being like, yeah, that last guy was full of shit. Right. Did you guys know that? And be like, okay, well, thank you for <laughs> telling me. Because um, it's just it's, – it's so disgusting as, again – with the backdrop of a pandemic, these politicians taking advantage and attempting to raise their profile as other people are uh, lowered into the grave.
2: Uh, uh, you know, she's a Democrat. So even saying bad stuff about the previous administration, yeah. that's a Democrat. I I really praise her for that. The transparency. Sure, absolutely. I praise her for that. Um, My question is, when does Cuomo face the consequences for this? Can he face the consequences for this? no i don't think uh fifty five thousand people basically you know
1: who knows what's gonna happen i i am 99.9 percent sure like the gif with homer simpson going back <laughs> into the bushes he just goes and there's no way he doesn't have a show i think he has a show on you know on right. msnbc cnn hell maybe he goes to the other side and ends up getting a show on one american news these people don't give a shit <laughs> So Cuomo,
4: Absolutely.
1: He's, yes, he's been uh, dogged by these accusations for a long time. Uh, a report uh, from the state attorney general found Cuomo undercounted the number of COVID deaths, as we've mentioned, uh, in nursing homes by as much as 50 percent. Uh, so anyway, the hits keep on going for the Cuomo family. Uh, we'll see if the political padding of being the son of a governor, the brother of a news personality, is able to uh, stop the bruising. Of course, he has nipple rings, so uh, you want to be careful when punching him in the chest that you don't hurt your own hand.
3: Mm. Nipple
1: rings are very, very powerful.
3: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last.
0: Today.
1: All right, everyone. Let's talk a little bit here about uh, the expansion of facial recognition technology. So, federal agencies have decided to uh, expand facial recognition technology. At least 10 federal agencies will use facial recognition systems over the next few years. That's according to the Government Accountability Office or the GAO, out of the 24 federal agencies, uh, 10 agencies plan to expand using facial recognition. Those agencies are the Departments of Agriculture, Commerce, Defense, Homeland Security, Health and Human Services, the Department of the Interior, Justice, State Treasury, and Veterans Affairs. Now, the issue that I have with this is, A, number one, these companies are going to get a lot of money, as we talked about with the speed cameras. Mm-hmm. Thanks to everyone in Chicago who wrote in the me. I got like four or five of them. Uh, people, one woman... Said that she paid up to two thousand oh dollars in fines because That's they just insane. keep on they keep on sending them. And one man uh, emailed me when it comes to the speed cameras again. These corporations making millions and millions of dollars off of the uh, expense of the citizens of these places, specifically in Chicago. One man said that they had a six miles an hour. Or, or uh, if you go six. Uh, or over you get a ticket and he was like it was a straightaway there was no cross traffic it was just a speed trap and we wow. talked about we've talked about everyone knows speed traps everyone mm-hmm. town has them um it just becomes so much more nefarious when you have it uh, automated mm-hmm. so they can just print those tickets and those companies can print money as the city um our tax dollars pay them so that they can find us. Isn't that wonderful? So the GAO uh, said it conducted a study to understand the use of this technology across the federal government in a comprehensive way. It's a 90-page report. Now, the researchers have admitted that some of the... Data that is collected by these facial recognition cameras is wrong, specifically when it comes to people of color. So, for example, three black dudes were arrested falsely on facial recognition matches and are challenging the arrests in court. Privacy advocates have raised concerns that the systems constitute an overreach of state and law enforcement surveillance power. In light of these concerns, three states and dozens of cities have attempted to ban or restrict the use of facial recognition. So it's happening. We're going to see this in airports. They're also trying to figure out how to uh, use facial recognition for when people are wearing face masks. Look out, Antifa. But I just, again, we're not even on a slippery slope to a dystopian hellscape. We're like in the ball pit. <laughs> like we're already playing yeah, in it. Right. And now that we see, again, uh, the, uh, the measures that will be taken by these 10 agencies as just the beginning of a much longer fight that privacy advocates are going to be having as it seems as if privacy is just going by the wayside i was speaking with my friend dennis who works in tech and he was just absolutely shook by we talked about this a few episodes ago by apple their new update the ios i think it's 15 or 5 or some shit like that uh they say in september that new update Everything on your phone will be able to be monitored. Again, they said under the guise of protecting children, um, which, of course, again, we always want to protect children. But it is uh, such an overreach in privacy concerns. We are in the thick of it. And, again, thank you to the ACLU who are constantly fighting for our rights, specifically when it comes to privacy. Because if you don't have privacy, you don't have anything. And um, you can just... you're just left over a barrel and there's not many good things that can happen there. All right. Well, just lastly here, did you guys, I want to talk to you about this, Travis, um, and we can talk more about this uh, in the future, but gerrymandering and redistricting. If anybody watched CPAC uh, last year, and I know everybody watched their CPAC. It's one of my favorite shows. They mentioned, of course, CPAC, the political, uh, the conservative political action committee. They mentioned that they're going to win back the house by gerrymandering and redistricting. And it's just a fascinating thing that is legal, although it really shouldn't be, of course, for those that don't know, gerrymandering, redistricting, all of these things. um, They just ensure one party rule, which is again, why we don't have any compromise in this country. And also because of the recent census, some states have lost seats. One of those is Illinois. And one of those people uh, that is going to have their uh, political career greatly altered because of gerrymandering and redistricting, is actually Republican adam kinzinger Uh, adam kinzinger um he wasn't a trump republican Mm -hmm. i think he was sort of he was one of those i don't want to he was not one of the lincoln party republicans um i think he was just more like i don't like this guy i think he's a total psycho he's also in illinois he has a chicago district and uh, so his uh, constituents i would assume are not particularly up trump's big old took us but nonetheless this is just a reminder of how fragile and fluid and amorphous American politics are because you got someone like this Kinziger dude who is just straight up after redistricting, gone. I mean, it's done for him. He has no uh, place left to go. The elimination of his district would force the veteran Republican congressman to choose between running in unfamiliar territory, possibly against another incumbent, or making a long shot run for governor or Senate. Of course, it is a blue state. So who knows what's going to happen? According to Representative Mike Bost, He's a Republican out of Illinois. He says, Adam, right now, he and I get along great. What he's doing, he's doing. But if you look at the Republican uh, electorate in any one of those districts, Kinzinger would not win. Or he says, quote, it would be hard. So, Travis, do you want to talk a little bit about what's going on? I know in Ohio, you all lost a seat as well.
4: Yes, absolutely. So after the census numbers come in every 10 years as is required by our Constitution, that's when based on those results, the federal government designates which states are losing congressional seats, which states are gaining congressional seats. I believe in this last census, uh, New York, California, Mm -hmm. uh, Ohio, uh, they've all lost seats. Uh, Illinois, like you just mentioned, is losing a seat. And places like Montana, Colorado, Texas, Florida are gaining congressional seats. So, um, but the interesting thing, Ben, is, as we've noted, uh, the process of redistricting goes to the states. And that means mm. each of our 50 states has a different process of how they uh, redistrict. Now, obviously, in a place like Wyoming, where they just have 500,000 people, the whole state is one giant congressional district. Right. But gerrymandering comes into play when you've got more than one congressperson, one, more than one congressional district, and they really start chopping around. They get right. very creative based on who's in charge. Like you said, Democrats do it, Republicans do it. It depends on who's in charge. And you got to think in a state like Illinois with Adam Kinzinger's uh, situation, the Democrats are already in charge you probably have your Republican minority saying, you know what, if you're gonna chop any of our seats, get rid of this Kings guy. That's what I, that's what I was thinking. Literally, these are literally backroom deals. Right now, what Ohio's mm. trying to do is they're trying, we actually had a ballot initiative that passed 70% that we wanted it to be more bipartisan, that we wanted it to be more independent and transparent. But that doesn't seem to change the fact that there are still maps being drawn in secret. And you know, here in Ohio, that's how we lost a Congressman like Dennis Kucinich 10 oh. years ago. And we gained a, you know, a ridiculous looking congressional district uh, for a guy named Jim Jordan, who, again, doesn't remember when or what he talks about with the president of the United States on January 6th.
1: Oh, my God. And of course, that man has uh, a bunch of scandals up his rolled up sleeves as well. This is this is what I was thinking. This is why people are so at the teat still of the orange monster. Because mm-hmm. you look at Kinzinger mm-hmm. and he was kind of a darling of MSNBC or whatever, and then just throw you away. It really doesn't matter. It's not really politically advantageous for him. And now you look at him trying to stand up for what he thought was right. And again, I don't really know the guy too well. Um he, he, there's no, there is no love. Like the Democrats are just going to throw you away. And then mm-hmm. the Republicans are going to be like, absolutely. Take this jackass. See, we don't give a shit. He's a rhino. He's a Republican in name only. So it leaves you without a political bed. And that's, what's so fascinating about the Lindsey Graham's of the world where you see him and you're like, how could you freaking flip and support this person who not only belittled your best friend in John McCain gave out your phone number. God <laughs> right. knows what he calls him behind closed doors. And that's why, because, you know, if you turn your back on this person who has a massive coalition right. that you desperately need, you're done. I mean, it makes politics
0: so disgusting.
4: Right. So, and, you know, again, redistricting is what also raises levels of extremism. Often what you see in a lot of these states is, I am mean, again, just using Ohio as an example, you're guaranteeing a Republican district or you're guaranteeing a Democratic district. What you're giving up are those key toss up districts, right? Yeah. You're often, you're often transitioning out of those. So what that means is that extremists and extremism, if they win their primary, then they're guaranteed a seat in Congress. So, right. That's a how you lot got mar- of these things.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's how we got yeah. our Marjorie. Mm, Marge.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. So based on the, the districts that were drawn 10 years ago, you gotta hope that maybe just, maybe the halls of power will be a little bit more fair. For the yep. next 10 years but also you know, I, also re-
1: hold your breath. yeah also a reminder to fill out that census it's fun right. circle stuff i don't know they don't ask me they didn't ask me how freaking tall i
2: was they don't care about that Ben.
1: well they probably should because i deserve more rights um <laughs> why not <laughs> i need a bigger district We need to get all of us talls together
2: <laughs> oh no that would be the
1: greatest oh, district no. in the history of districts all right well just lastly it's a never-ending story so we'll continue to cover it but Uh, You guys see the video of – it's almost cute if it wasn't so horrible. Uh, So some Taliban fighters, they got a Black Hawk helicopter. Did you see it? But they couldn't get it off the ground because it's hard to drive. Ah but uh, yeah. the 85 billion that we've given to the uh, to, to the military in afghanistan of course we paid them 80, 85 billion or so since 2001 it's basically bribery to get them on our side of course if you want a military you need the hearts and the minds of your soldiers as well not just their pocketbooks but we shall continue to see as the withdrawal happens and continues to occur what Uh, We left over there, Mm -hmm. all of the military goods. We've armed the entire world. We all know it. And uh, this is Libya 2.0. It's Libya on steroids. It's it's Shredder after he got dunked in the U.S. and he comes back as Kevin Nash. Isn't that interesting? That was Kevin Nash was actually uh, Shredder. He was big Shredder, Kevin Nash, the pro wrestler. But now we have left them, not the military goods that Gaddafi had, which looked like dog shit compared to the military goods, the cream of the cream. The top-notch quality goods that we had in Afghanistan over these past twenty years—it's um, going to end up in the hands of uh, of the Taliban, and uh, it is what it is, and it's uh, extremely sad. And of course, you know, bullets know, no, no political ideology, mm-hmm. so they can uh, be used for any which purpose you want them to be used, according to Joseph Dempsey, a research uh, associate for the Defense and Military Analysis Think Tank uh, at London. He says it's unclear uh, how many former Afghan military aircraft are currently under Taliban control – Uh, Reuters reported last week that they seized about 40 fixed wing planes and choppers. Also, be careful listening to the numbers, because I think the Daily Wire had some numbers out there that have not been validated. They said 75,000 this or that. And so just be very careful with the numbers because we just don't know yet. But experts and observers have identified what appear to be at least four Black Hawks under Taliban control, including two at the Kandahar Airfield, the site of a major airbase in the U.S. turned over. To the now defunct Afghan government. Uh, members of the so-called Battery 313 Brigade have been featured in ISIS-style propaganda footage, uh, clad in what appears to be US military outfits, which is, again, very ironic uh given um, you know, given the uh lack of love between the US and the Taliban. But of course, um, hand-me-down clothes are just as good. Mm-hmm. And dare I say they're probably better than new. Because uh, the military has spent a lot of money ensuring that. So this is some watchdog groups say the U.S. military is leaving behind 75,000 vehicles, 600,000 weapons, and 208 aircraft in Afghanistan. Again, that was according to uh, Daily Wire. So we don't know if that's exactly accurate, but we can assume there is quite a bit of booty left behind in Afghanistan. According to Adam Androzowski, he's the CEO of Open the Books, a U.S.-based nonprofit group that studies government spending, Uh, he says, we've made the Taliban into a major U.S. arms dealer for the next decade, which probably did
3: oh,
4: so
1: there yes. you go i mean
4: we talk about on the show quite a bit the 1033 program which obviously yep. takes the military's recycled old equipment and gives it to local police municipalities across the united states this is like the 1033 program on crack ben we are giving it yep. away to whoever wants it whoever can grab it basically yeah afghanistan but as we pointed out this would have happened 10 years ago this would have happened 15 years ago james carville got some flack
1: They would have just had more. um, They would have just had more weapons. Yeah. Every every year we're just leaving. Yeah. I mean that's it. Uh, uh, Adam Androwski also says uh, they now control this is the Taliban seventy five thousand military vehicles. This is about fifty thousand tactical vehicles, twenty thousand Humvees. They control about one thousand mine resistant vehicles and about one hundred and fifty armored personal carriers. Uh, He goes on to say, "We built them a pretty amazing war chest, and uh, and now it's all in the hands." Of the Taliban, we know that last month, as late as July, seven new helicopters were being delivered in the capital city of Kabul. Um, the CEO said that while his group has been able to uh, tally up equipment left behind, the numbers are incomplete. So again, uh, be careful uh, as far as these numbers. It's going to be extremely difficult to get um, the, to- the the you know the one hundred percent correct. But we know for a fact uh, we have left quite a bit over there.
2: Uh you know uh we didn't give it to them ben they stole it from the afghan forces so, sure yep. so i mean yes I, i'm 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 just uh
1: i just said we left it i don't yeah. say we gave it to them because yeah. the u.s gave the afghan military 28 billion in weaponry in weaponry between uh 2002 and 2017 it's just uh yeah no
2: it's uh, it's messy they got it's it it's messy the issue is that they got it now yeah. that's how they got there
1: just that they have it oh now. yeah i mean anyone who's like biden gave it it's not about it's not right, that right. it's no. not Th- that's it's very similar to how the rebels got uh, got the uh, war chest when, again, they stuck the golden gun of Gaddafi's golden butthole. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. And uh, we'll keep you up to date on what's going on with Afghanistan. It's, it's, it is what it is, man. What did you say? James Carville said that getting out of war is never going to be easy. What was the quote uh, James Carville had, Trev?
4: Oh well, James Carville, yeah, he caught a little bit of heat for it, but honestly, I think he's just telling you know the same truth that we're trying to tell here on this show: is that you know this war was lost 15 years ago. And um, there's uh, here, let me let me grab it here. Uh, Yeah, grab that. You know, doing a James Carville is just kind of like doing a a a drunker Lindsey Graham with more (laughs) New Orleans. He's a Cajun. He's a Cajun man. So let me just say, uh, there's no elegant way to lose the war. We lost that war 18 years ago. Aldo Biner doing the telling what time it was, and it therefore suited coverage of the main team press. It had been awful. LSU football 14 points.
1: LSU football 14 points. We had a chance to see James Carville <laughs> debate Sean Hannity at Politicon. And uh, James is just, I mean, he made better points, perhaps. I don't know. I couldn't understand him because he <laughs> was watching him. the football game the whole time on his phone. <laughs> So he would just be, LSU football. And then he would just give us updates. But then Hannity was doing his talk radio shit, you know, so he's getting applauses because it's, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's, you know, he's playing to the choir. And then James Carville, Travis and I were like, come on, James. And then LSU football. (laughs) he just never he,
4: just,
1: he didn't care at all he's his
4: best life he's living his best life
1: out there <laughs> he's doing something all right everyone we will we'll keep you up to date with the political news of the week as uh, the weeks go on okay all right everyone hail yourselves we'll talk to
2: you soon this show is made possible by listeners like you thanks to our ad sponsors you can support our shows by supporting them for more shows like the one you just listened to